As I gaze up at the castle, I find it hard to imagine what one singular person could do with all that space. Sure, it's not only the king that lives there. There are his family, and his servants, and the groundskeepers. But still, that's an awful lot of real estate. Compare that to the workhouses, or the barracks, and it begins to feel like a waste of space. Here in the Iron Citadel, space is a prized commodity, and it doesn't come cheaply. In this episode, we'll examine an unexpected consequence of prosperity and take a deep look at the monstrous problem of housing. I'm Brian David Judkins, and this is Living in Fantasy. Wanted. One tenant for a basement. Unfurnished. Must avoid patrons upstairs. Watch out for giant rats. 2200 coin a month. Looking for a new roommate. One broom closet. 26 square feet. Must enjoy sleeping standing up. 1700 coin a month. Available for rent. High-rise chimney flue overlooking the market square. Stones throw from the castle with a fantastic view. Central heating included. 3,500 coin a month. These are some of the listings you can expect to find if you're moving to the Iron Citadel. With the recent economic boom, more and more young people are flocking to the Citadel in search of work. And let's face it, with the recent emergence of astrological communications, bone reading has become a thing of the past. It's a young person's game now, they say, but the housing market is still very much an old hat. What people have begun to notice is that housing has not kept up with the recent population growth. The Crown reported an additional 2,000 citizens have made the Citadel their permanent home in the last three winter cycles. An 8% workforce increase is a very good thing for the economy until you consider that available housing is only expanded a mere 1.5% in the same time. The Citadel was built in the Iron Mountain Range. Expansion is limited not only by the mountains, but also the iron walls surrounding the Citadel. The draw of opportunities within the fortress has made space, any space, very valuable. Due to the aristocracy, the official coffers report shows that 87% of citizens are labeled as low income. Over the last 10 winter cycles, wage growth has increased an impressive 1400%, but housing costs have risen by nearly 3,000. The disproportion has partly contributed to current debtors' prison overcrowding. Some have taken aggressive measures to combat the rise in costs, renting out every available corner of their property to maximize coin flow. Others, however, have taken a more creative route. Kelly Stout Arm was a young, aspiring stonemason who came to the Iron Citadel to learn from the best. Kelia was no star-eyed dreamer. In fact, she had already earned an apprenticeship with the Ministry's Defense League 
in charge of preserving the strength of the Iron Wall. While her career began its amazing jumpstart, Kellia says she quickly found her income-expense ratio in the red. In short, she was spending more money to have her job than she was earning. While out in the quarry one day, Kellia found a very high-quality shelf, the type of rock score that could easily advance her apprenticeship. What she discovered, however, was that the shelf was a natural forming seal obstructing the cave of an ancient, hulking behemoth. Upon disturbing its millennia-long slumber, the gargantuan creature opened its maw and swallowed Kellia whole. Kellia's stout arm found herself in a dark, cavernous pit. While many would have panicked, Kellia found opportunity. It was there she decided to take up residence. The stout arm experience has inspired many young workers to follow the new trend called belly squatting. The abundance of giant monsters within the Iron Mountains have provided numerous vacancies for living within the belly of beasts, and many citizens are fleeing the citadel for cave life. The amenities can't be beat. First of all, there's no rent. Each residency comes with built-in central heating and a soft living space, unlike the hard stone floors of the Iron Citadel. The rooms are spacious and quiet. No street festivals or village idiots disrupting you at all hours of the night. Depending on where in the beast you reside, you might receive either free central air or food. Waste removal takes care of itself, and unlike many places within the Citadel, you're allowed pets. And thanks to the constant monster assaults on the Iron Wall, commuting is a breeze. However, like many enterprises in the fantasy realm, it didn't take long for the aristocracy to take notice, and belly squatters soon felt the pain of their most hated enemy. Gentrification Marcus Bottomede is the Iron Citadel's foremost gentrification activist, feeling the call when a franchise coffee shop sprung up in the neighboring ventricle. Marcus has been campaigning hard with the crown over the aristocracy, claiming their expansion into the monster market has negated all the relief belly squatters have brought to the overpopulation crisis. The problem has become social as well as economic. It's clear that the aristocracy has no interest in improving the lower intestinal neighborhoods and summonings of the Crown Guard has increased by nearly 300% in recent months. Marcus himself has had the guard called on him while passing a neighbor's manor. The aristocrat had the monster's nasal cavity converted into a 14-room estate. Thankfully, nothing became of the issue as responding guards fled in the face of a gargantuan monster. Details of the summons reports that the man simply didn't look like he belonged in the area. Marcus Bottomede was in fact on his way to work, as a coin counter. The Crown has been reluctant to interfere, as monster-based residencies lie outside the jurisdiction 
of the Iron Citadel, and also because guards keep getting eaten. However, they are not completely without sympathy. Renewed efforts have begun to combat zombie houses, dilapidated buildings whose owners have died and left the property in ruins. These dead owners rise again as zombies, non-taxpaying citizens who create health risks and overall noise harassment for their neighbors. The official statement from the Crown has identified these zombie properties as an economic hazard. In the wake of the current housing crisis, we can no longer allow these properties to exist when dozens of our citizens are sharing wash basins for sleeping space. The workforce boom in the Iron Citadel should be a time to celebrate. On average, trade markets are up and citizens are taking home more pay. The disparagement comes when their cost of living begins to offset their income. The Citadel was originally built for defense during the ancient soup wars. The fact it's now converted into a booming metropolis is no fault of anyone's. However, the limitations of the Iron Wall put a finite boundary on city expansion. Without room for growth, the value of property will continue to increase. The workforce will not be able to satisfy the rapidly rising prices, and astrologists predict two eventualities. Skilled laborers will take their talents to other cities, where the cost of living is lower. That will ultimately counterbalance the Citadel's current growth. Or, citizens will continue to strive for more and more clever ways to cut costs. This will eat into tax revenue and harm municipal benefits. Either way, the Iron Citadel is at risk of eating itself, which leads to the unsettling question. Is there a cap on prosperity? As the hunt for space grows, the next thing that may come down are the castle walls. I'm Brian David Judkins, and this has been Living in Fantasy. This episode of Living in Fantasy was rented monthly for an unacceptable amount of coin by PlayPlus One. Written and partially scored by Brian David Judkins. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan. Additional music by Darren Curtis and Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.